The following are true stories. May 26, 2003, Aaron Ralston was hiking. A boulder fell on his right hand. He waited four days, then he amputated his own arm with a pocket knife. On New Year's Eve, a woman was bungee jumping in Zimbabwe. The cord broke. She then fell into a river and had to swim back to land in crocodile-infested waters with a broken collarbone. Claire Champlin was smashed in the face by a five-pound watermelon being propelled by a slingshot. Matthew Brobus was hit by a javelin. David Striegel was punched in the mouth by a kangaroo. The most amazing part of these stories is when asked about the experience, they all smiled, shrugged, and said, I guess things could have been worse. to the Staley in English show featuring Coach Kurtz. I'm your man, Coach English, and I'm in the juke with Josh and Micah. How's everybody doing today? Man, all is well, man. It's been a, a, a blessed week. We're actually glad to be back all together to um, go from there. But the week's been good. The competition is picking up, and all is well. Well, it's been good. Long week, long, long weekend, and uh, great week, uh, Good win by Coach Staley and the basketball team Friday night, so everything's going good for sure. Yeah, man, I uh, had a pretty good week myself, and, well, I don't know if you call it a pretty good week. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long week, uh, but um, went out to the MLK yesterday and had an opportunity to um, talk to some folk over there. I'm going to take a second and uh, let's hear what the people over at Hooperville uh, had to say real quick about the event. Hey, this is Coach English with the Staley and English show featuring Coach Kurtz. Currently, we are at the MLK Bash for the girls, and I am with Daniel Nelson, Daniel Nelson uh, one of the sponsors with Hooperville. Um, tell us a little bit about Hooperville. Um, Hooperville is a, right now it's just a clothing line and we're going to branch out into some other things later on but it's a clothing line that we have right now um, doing it for the kids out here in the community man uh, giving them something they can look back at and say hey we got our own thing going on down here we just the Hooperville it's a, it's a place that every every Hooper resides you're working relentlessly at your craft even if you're somebody that supports the game if you're a fan of the game it's, just, it's somewhere where everybody it's a, it's a certain feeling that everybody has you know what I'm saying when it comes to the game. Well, what made you? Uh, what got you to really pairing up with Kerry uh, Rich and uh, William Hatton on this uh, great event? Uh, you got some great teams. We've already had some great games already. The first two games have already been good. Seen some good girls talent. And uh, going into Monday, I know it's going to get even better because oh, yeah, yeah, we got yeah, yeah. five great games between ten great teams. Mm -hmm. You know what made you team up with Kerry uh, Rich and William Hatton on this? Um, I, I you know, looked around, saw the event was coming up. I, I've known Kerry. I've known Hatton for a while. Um, I'm trying, trying to get the, 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 the brand more, notar more notar notification, notarized, and these guys, they have a lot, of, a lot of things, a lot of connections in the community. So I said, hey, why not reach out to them, see if we can become a part of the event. They saw what we were trying to do. Um, they liked what we were trying to do, and they, they, they invited us in, man, and I was, was happy that they did. Well, if you didn't know, Hooperville is sponsoring the play of the game for each one of the games. They've already, we've already had two in. Mm -hmm. um, we're moving on. How can uh, how can people see you uh, or, or follow you? What's your social media, and how can they get in contact with you? Um, every, we on everything at, at Hooperville. We're on IG. 
We on Twitter. Uh, you got Facebook. You can be a Hooperville there. If you want, um, want to look and check out some of the merchandise, you can get at, get at us at uh, Hooperville.shop. Um, if you want to talk with us, you can hit us up at uh, Hooperville at gmail.com. We'll talk to you. Uh, if you got any teams, you want to get like some some shooting shirts, you want some tie backs, I mean, you, anything you really need, man, you can holler at us and get it. All right, well, definitely uh, we'll be sharing some of the Hooperville stuff. We're about to go follow Hooperville right this second. We suggest you do the same. Thanks for your time. Thank you. Appreciate, hey, man, appreciate you. you man. No problem, big dog. Well, shouts out to Hooperville for that, man. Uh, like I said, uh, they sponsored a pretty good event over there with Curry Rich and William Hatton. Um, so just wanted to take a second to give them a shout-out. Uh, my team actually be playing tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. And they've got a, another couple of good matchups. They've got Wilson versus Sumter right after that. And then they got uh, York Prep versus Lakewood. Um, they also have Keenan versus Ridgeview. So they have a couple of really good games. Um, on Monday. Richland's playing Hammond. Yeah, and Lower Richland's playing yeah, Hammond Richland's in there. Hammond, yeah, so it's, uh, it's, it's pretty good. It's a pretty good slate of games, man. Um, and like I said, I saw some really good basketball yesterday. Um, but we're going to get into, uh, we're going to you know toss it over to Josh and see what we're going to be talking about today. Yeah, man, we um, want to talk about um, two, two topics today. Hopefully we can um, get some valuable information out. One is going to be a very... Um, coachy topic is um coaching divas slash prima donnas you know um i'm sure every coach out there no matter what sport you have coached has used that word before either to wake one of your student athletes up or even to motivate them but i'm sure we've all dealt with that diva or prima donna in our coaching tier um coaching tenure or we might even dealt with um more than one in our time but um it's something that believe it or not even though the word diva sounds so great, and shout out to um, my sorrows of um, Delta Sigma Theta just had their um, Founders Day this past weekend. Um, but divas in sports isn't a good thing, you know. Prima donnas is aren't <laughs> isn't, isn't a good thing. But um, then we're gonna talk about sportsmanship. Um, the high school league just sent out South Carolina high school league just sent out a big message, um, a mass email, you know, making sure you know we um continue to promote sportsmanship as coaches because you know it all starts with us. So we're going to get into those two topics. I'm going to let um, Micah start us out on what he think. You know, you know, what are divas, what are prima donnas, and we're going to go from there. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously anybody who's who's coached at all one year, two years, t- five years, ten years, you, the odds are you've coached a kid that uh, that is is – what we would term a prima donna, a diva, um, very, very difficult to work with, very difficult to coach, very difficult to um, to try and get get in touch with, very difficult to to teammates may not get along with them very well, and um, I mean I think the more you coach, the more divas, prima donnas you're going to have to deal with. Uh, I think with this generation, more and more, more and more kids could be classified in that term um and so it's definitely something if you're a coach at all or in any in any in any position of leadership it's something that you need to deal with for sure and um and one of my biggest mentors gary schofield an unbelievable strength coach out of uh at a high school in atlanta greater atlanta christian um and gary schofield uh, he, he 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 kids with me because he comes and hears a lot of my presentations and a lot of times he listens to those presentations and he's like, 
everything you said, I, I thought, uh, I felt like I've said that before, and I'm like, yeah, you have. I, I steal everything that you say. <laughs> you're, you're, he's one of my biggest mentors. Um, uh, I don't want to get off on a tangent or anything, but, I mean, that guy is extremely, extremely smart in all aspects of not only strength and conditioning, but as far as the art of coaching. And um, and he talks a lot about where he gets interns and he gets young coaches where they're, as far as a strength and conditioning perspective, their, their knowledge of the body, their knowledge of the muscles, their knowledge of program design, their knowledge of biomechanics is better than his. And they got great schooling. But when they get in front of athletes, they cannot connect. They cannot, they cannot, they don't have a presence. They cannot get those athletes motivated. They cannot get them to buy in. They cannot get them to develop a sense of ownership. And that all comes down to the art of coaching. And, um, and especially with athletes nowadays that we've said there's a good majority of them that could be termed prima donnas, divas. Um, you have to understand the art of coaching and how you, how, to deal with each athlete individually. Coach E, what's your take on um, prima donnas slash divas in in sports? The funny thing is, um, I think, you know, everybody says that you probably have uh, dealt with one or two. Um, I just haven't had an opportunity to work with one. Um, So far, the majority of the kids that I've dealt with, I mean, and I guess, well, yeah, I have dealt with one. But that was more so... What I find a lot of with the kids that are divas is that 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 particular trait is kind of handed down or thrust upon them by their parents. Like their parents kind of are okay with them doing. Well, my you know my son's not going to be at practice today for this reason, or uh, I'm gonna take him off the team because I feel this, or I feel that you this, or um or or the major thing now my my. I'm not happy with what my child is doing here, so I'm going to transfer him over there. So, you know what I'm saying? So now your kid is now, like, it goes back to a couple episodes ago. This ties into, you know, the privileged kid. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, so what? You don't like it. I know my grandma used to tell me, suck it up, figure it out. You know what I'm saying? If you don't like it, you got to suck it up and figure it out. And I think that we don't have enough, we don't have enough people telling these kids to suck it up so that now I got to deal with this prima donna-ish privileged uh, uh, attitude or 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 feeling of self entitlement that now becomes a cancer in your team because sometimes what's what's a funny fact is usually the prima donna is not the kid that that's that's not talented it's usually one of the kids that's the bit more talented kid so so it's usually one of the more talented kids so if you got one of the more talented kids and you know you put them on the floor it's going to give you a better opportunity to win but it's at almost at what cost because now it starts to move through your team like a cancer because if they mispractice for whatever reason and you like, oh, man, that's just him being him. And, and, and you know if you reprimand him, then it's going to be backlash or it's going to be a back and forth. But then you got this other kid that if they miss, you kind of can't be lenient on them because they might not be as good. But you kind of hope that you have to work within it. And sometimes, and I swear, I, I hate to say it, sometimes 
it's just better if the kid transfer because now I, I feel like my team ends up better. I got the cancer cut out. I don't have to worry about whether your 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 daddy or your mama feel unhappy with me and gonna threaten me with transferring or gonna threaten me with not. Coach being Jim, is this you 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 your talk there took a three a hundred eighty degree turn. I thought you had never you you started out saying you were bullet. No, uh, first I, I was gonna call you out and be like, "There's no way you've never coached <laughs> Prima Donna." Well, There's no. Ch- how long have you been coaching Coach Stewart? As a, I mean, Coach English. As a head coach, this is my sixth year. And not as even a head coach. If you any type of coach, just coaching. There's no way <laughs> <laughs> you have never well, coached. Well, so he came out and was like, I, well, "I've been blessed. I've never coached Prima Donna." And then all of a sudden, whoa, 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 <laughs> these kids in the Well, I'm, I'm going to to speak on that. Let me speak on. And, and, some, and, and I mean, some, I mean, you can you can term a prima donna diva yeah, yeah. in many different terms, but you definitely have kids that you have to the, handle. That you have to handle differently. Different, okay, and, and, and on, there's and, not every kid that can be like, yo, get on the line. We're running until I say it. You do this because I say it. That that's what you want, would want out of yeah. all your kids. Whatever the coach says, they do. Um, obviously, especially in today's generation, kids. For the most part, don't. I'm sure the majority of us, when we were playing, coach said, you get on the line and run. We got on the line and run. We didn't say, why are we running? How long are we running? We ran because coach said it. Kids are different nowadays, and that's what people always talk about. Like, quote, unquote, old school coaches are like, kids are different nowadays. Kids are different. Kids are soft. Kids are Kids are this. This Kids are that. Yeah, they are different nowadays. Um is but it's conditioned, though. Is it? But but also, I you can. I can also look at it. Is it? Is it a bad thing that they're different? I mean, at, for some things, it is a bad thing. But they also, kids nowadays, especially from what from my from in my profession, strength and conditioning, kids, they want to know the why behind everything. Yeah, they yeah. want to know. Oh, like coach and coach Daly talks about. With, with, with being in the weight room with us, we talk about the why all the time, and it's not like we're squatting today because I said so. No, we've explained the why behind all of those exercises <laughs> for why they're squatting. And again, I, I don't think I would be a very good coach if I did not explain the why because kids are differently. And so I could, and again, I'd like to hear Coach Daly's, uh, what, how he would define a prima donna, a diva, but I mean, I could say, just a kid who, who, who is always asking questions and wanting to know the why and wanting to, and always, that that could be considered. It, they, yeah. They're different. Yeah, I can they're see that. Different. But, so but, you know, just kind of to talk to your point, like as 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 I said that I hadn't coached one. Yeah, yeah. And I started to talk. I was like, well, hold on, not like Where you know, it's, it started to run through my head. And not only that, like I have a lot of coaching buddies who are dealing with that that have dealt with this with similar situations that I have, and some worse than mine, and some you know less lesser than mine. I think I, I've been I've been in a, at a point where. I had to realize, you know, you do treat the kids differently. You, you know, you, you you don't have a choice. There's some that you can get on and some that you can't. And the the to one of the points you made, you said back, you know, back in the day, back in the day when we was hooping or what or whatever sport we played, the coach said, get on the line. Well, that's because we had nobody to run to. Because our yeah. parents conditioned us to say, Hey, look, you gotta fight. That coach says this. And you you had no option to quit. Yeah. There was no I'm gonna take my ball and go home. It was you better do you you want to go out here and play this. 
So after the season's done, if you don't want to do this anymore, you don't have to do it anymore. The problem is we got a lot of parents, and yes, parents, I'm talking to you. There's a lot of parents out there who have conditioned their children to the, to the point of if my child is not happy, he can run to me, and now I'm going to go to the coach, or now I'm going to move him because I don't want my child to be uncomfortable. You know, success comes from being uncomfortable. You know, you got to be, you got to, because what's going to happen? What's going to happen when your kid get that D1 scholarship and he ends up with Roy Williams and now, uh, shoot, he can't do what he need him to do, so he's sitting on the bench. What you going to do, transfer him? I had a conversation with a coach, uh, uh, one of the college coaches that came down to see one of my kids, and he said, you know, one of the things that throws up a red flag for us is if a kid does transfer. Because we're like, hold on now, why did you transfer? Next thing is, so you mean to tell me if things get tough with us, you're going to leave us hanging. You know, so it is just a slippery slope. And I think that, you know, the prima donna, privilege, all of that stuff is so hard for a coach to deal with because, like you said, you don't want, like you said, you have to treat everybody differently. But in the back of your mind, you're old school. You came up through the old school ranks and it's like, yo, I really can't. I don't want to give this 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 feeling of privilege to one kid that I can't give to the other. So you kind of have to kind of meet in the middle and like there's kids where I got to pull them aside. Hey, look, man, you, people look up to you on the team, man. You can't be lackadaisical. You can't be this. You can't, you got to go hard. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If I say get online, I need you to run. I don't need no talking. The quicker you do it, the quicker you, and then you got to go through all the explanations. You have to say the why. Yeah. And then that sometimes will, 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 will get them to rationalize. And then you got some that just don't understand the why and don't really care about the why. Yeah. They just don't want to do. Coach Daly? Um, don't I, even. Don't nah, even. I, I, <laughs> I, I think we all, I think you guys made tremendous points. Some of the points I wrote down, um, Coach Kurt said that you, you have to explain the why. Um, Coach English, you said that, that um, the kids are different because parents are different. Well, with all of that, okay, let, let me stay on track. What, what is a prima donna to me? A prima donna slash a diva is tricky mm -hmm. because I've been fortunate to coach a ton of really, really good players, which ultimately equals success. You know, um, you can talk all the X's and O's you want, but the Jimmy's and Joe's way, way, way more. Okay, so within that process, I've had some players that were a little more difficult than co to coach than other than other athletes, okay. But that goes back into that that term Coach Kurtz used a little earlier: the art of coaching. I every player is held to the same expectation. See, the expectation and the coaching element are connected, but they're different. So the expectation might be the expectation might be you have to be at practice. If you miss this practice or this amount of practices, this, these are the consequences. The coaching element might be Mike can handle me getting in his bubble gum. Exactly, 100%. Tommy can't handle that. Yeah. Now, the whole diva slash prima donna thing is this. Some, I've, I've coached some really good players, like they were feeling themselves, smelling themselves. Obviously, that kid was good enough to be on the squad because yeah. I picked him. Yeah. So I have to figure out what it takes to get the most out of that individual student athlete. Now, when we hear the term prima donna, we instantly think negative. I've had some prima donnas that took a lot of attention and it took a lot of my time. And I'm okay with that. But like Coach Kerr said, it took, it, I had to explain a lot of whys to them. I had to give them a whole lot of 
um, explanations on why we need to do this. Then it was times, it was like, yo, I'm not explaining that, just do it. Your job is to trust the system, trust your coach, and develop a great chemistry. So we get into coaching. The only thing I don't tolerate with the whole diva mindset and the prima donna mindset is the lack of effort and bad attitude. It's, it's one thing to feel yourself and to think you're really good, but like you said, Coach English, when you get into that thing where the parents may feel, hey, man, I, I, I believe my child should be doing this. Mm-hmm. Or, or, or the infamous statement I've heard so many times, that's not their position. <laughs> you know, that's where the prima donna thing turns into a negative element. Mm. You have to really focus on when you're dealing with a sport, you can't just say a team sport anymore. When you're dealing with a sport, you have to focus on whatever it takes for you to be for that team to be successful or you to be successful as an individual. Prima donna, I'm going to make up a word here. Prima donnaism becomes bad (laughs) when pride is the base of your prima donnaism. Because see, pride blinds you. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's That's nothing. It's not a whole lot of truth in pride. You understand what I'm saying? Pride says, "Yo, I'm gonna get up under here and try to bench this 385 when I know I've never benched 315." Pride, pride says, "Coach, I got him. I can still hold him, but he already got 28 on him <laughs> in the middle of the third quarter." Yeah. So pride can blind you. What we have to do as coaches is ensure that we are. Giving these young athletes an a, 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 a outlet to see their flaws and how being a prima donna and how being a diva can actually hurt them and not get the most out of their talent and move towards just being that hard worker and that blue collar. Then, then your prima donnaism turns into unique characteristics, mm. i.e., Draymond Green, you know, guys like that, i.e. Kyrie Irving. Mm-hmm. One would think Kyrie was a prima donna. But because, you know, if you don't know the whole story, they said, well, he just wanted to leave Cleveland. He wasn't a winner before LeBron got there. I think that's a very unfair assessment to say about Kyrie because he was extremely young before LeBron got there. Who, How many fresh out of college um, picks was, was hitting the playoffs and ready to go just like that off the muscle? LeBron didn't do it. Jordan didn't do it. He had to learn how to play. Now you have Kyrie with a very unique skill set and a very, very unique mindset having Boston looking like the best team in the East. Say what you want. But someone had to, and I believe Brad Stevens did a great job of it, someone had to embrace Kyrie's mindset and turn that potential diva element into a unique characteristic. And that's what we miss as coaches because to take up for coaches, we shouldn't have to put up with a lot of the crap. You know, we when we when Coach Kurt say, yo, let's go squat, it shouldn't really be a lot of the question. Coach Kurtz goes out of the way to make sure you understand why we squat and how this squat is going to help you be more explosive on the football field and the basketball court. But with that being said, parents, you probably can help your student athletes, your children, by getting them to develop the mindset of doing whatever it takes for the team to be successful first, then we'll worry about individualism. 
For sure. And I mean, I think you said it, it very good, very good, very eloquently. Very eloquently. <laughs> uh, I haven't heard that word. I in mean, a so we as coaches, whether you're a head coach of your sport, assistant coach, uh, strength coach, you need to have expectations for your team and have those expectations spelled out and understood and very, very well communicated with your team where they all understand what the expectations of being a part of that team are and hold them to those standards. And if somebody who is a prima donna, a diva, that they they need to understand those expectations, you may need to deal with them in a little bit different way to be able to communicate those expectations with them. But they all need to be held to the same uh, standard. They all need right. to be held by to far. the sa- same far. expectations. It's definitely we're not definitely not saying when I say uh, we need to t- we need to handle each. It's the art of coaching. We need to handle each athlete differently. Yet we need to communicate with them differently. But they all need to be held to the same standards, the right. same expectations. Right. And right. then um, off Coach Daly's last point about parents. I mean, um, it's definitely. Um, been a shift here in the last 10 15 20 years or whatever where i mean parents obviously they all want the best for their kids but they also um they 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 more so there's many parents that are that are in love with their kid and not love their kid like they're in love with them where they just want to they just give them everything they want. Want to yeah. want to be their best friend. Want to make sure help everything be easy for them. Which I mean, it's understandable. But you also have to you have to coach them and love them hard and and, and teach them life skills. And um, I mean, there's a. Can I interject? One yeah, go quick? ahead. I think parents. One of the things you struggle with in sports as parents is um. They struggle with the um, the element of time, you know, because they, this time scares them. Mm-hmm. You know, um, doesn't look like they're getting the time they should have got as a freshman. Oh shoot, it's their sophomore year. Yeah. They're getting only a little bit of time. <laughs> it time scares them. Well, let me give you some parents that can that can alleviate that fear. One, fear should never have anything to do with the decision you make, because it's it's never going to turn out good. It's never going to turn. Fear, frustration, anger, none of that should have anything to do with the decision you make. Secondly, that time that frightens you, use it to your advantage. How are you using that time? Are you using the time to complain about what your kid is not getting? Are you using the time to go out and make up an uproar about how it's not fair? Or are you using that time to make your child's situation better? I.e., let's use basketball for example. Raymond Felton's story was this. No one knew who he was in, in no one knew who he was in the ninth and tenth grade. Raymond Felton worked out before school, at lunchtime, and after school. Before you knew it, he was a junior in high school at little old ladder beating Damatha. Here's my challenge to the parents. So your child doesn't develop that prima donna mindset. How hard are you promoting your child to be a hard worker? Instead of a great complainer, you know, because anybody can complain and make excuses. But and if you don't know the process of what it takes for your child to get better, just ask. Yeah, I'm certain that coach 
would not want your child not to be successful. And if they do, if they're, they're that big of a douchebag, you probably need to reevaluate yourself and look at how you pick the people to be around your child. Like like Luke said last week, the three the three people you put around you. You know? So focus on using that time to 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 help your child get better instead of helping your child come up with the mindset of something should be giving to them because that's what a prima donna is prima donnas think it's going to just come to them you know i can't i can't and and it shows and and, and it's nothing healthy from it and 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 coaches like us at the table we don't have a problem with coaching your kid you know i've had some very very difficult kids to coach but that's my job as Mm -hmm. a coach because if I would just give up on every kid that was difficult to coach, I probably only coach about 20% of the kids that I coach. Because everybody <laughs> has something to come with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I seen something on Instagram tonight. A player posted it, and it was a rubber band, and it says, I am second. Oh, so I too, I love that. That's powerful. That's powerful. That kid's come a long and, way. And that kid's come a long way. And if you know the history of that kid, I'm not going to call his name. You would think this kid isn't supposed to be where he's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And he's a kid with 50 million labels. The system says, percentage-wise, he isn't supposed to make it. But he's a kid now with a 1240 on the SAT, just two parts, ladies and gentlemen, not the writing part included, with scholarship offers staring him in the face. All he has to do is continue to grow. Now, it was hard. Coaching, it was difficult. And some days, I'm like, I don't need, I, I probably, I'm probably crazy for dealing with that bull crap. But, it's always worth the end result when a young person has the opportunity to grow. I think that's what a lot of us struggle with because like diva and prima donnaism blinds you from growth because you wanted to be about you so much that you can't see how you need to grow in the areas you need to grow in. So parents help you. And you know, as I keep saying parents, because kids don't know boss. And I would never assume that a child does know. The only thing I'm going to assume that a child does know is that they're supposed to be obedient. Because that's yeah. the most simple le- 100%. lesson for a child to 100%. know. 100%. That's the only thing I'm going to know. Everything else? Uh, yeah. I don't and, yeah. And so, yeah. So, are kids, are there more kids nowadays? Do kids, do we got to treat these kids differently? Yes. Are there more prima donnas, divas now nowadays? Yes. And probably... The reason there's a m- more of them is because of how their parents are handling adversity when their kid ch- when their kid faces adversity. And uh, oh, my boy Jonathan Martin, unbelievable uh, first dude I met um, when I moved to South Carolina. He was playing overseas and he was playing football overseas in Italy, University of South Carolina, Gamecock football alum. He's now a strength coach, uh, high school strength coach in Florida. He just posted this today. And he said, the purpose of sports is to instill character. When a, when a player gets benched or a player is not playing, it is the ultimate teachable moment. Which response option teaches attention parents? Which option teaches the best lesson? A, parent says, that coach sucks. You're clearly better than that other kid. Or option B, you, son, daughter, you need to figure out what you need to do to prove you've learned from whatever mistake you made and work your tail off to to get back in the rotation. Um, Protecting your child's emotions now hurts them to deal with life's challenges later. Um, I mean, and it's so, 
like Coach Daly said, children, kids that we deal with, the number one, the first thing they learn is to be obedient to their mom and dad. If their mother or father is talking bad about a coach at home, mm-hmm. it's going to spill over. No matter how much that kid wants to be obedient, they're going to be more. They're going to be if they're listening to at home, and that's going to create that diva. That, that prima donna attitude, which now there's more a majority of kids out there. I mean, we all, coaches, players, parents, need to understand all of the life lessons and character development lessons that can come through sports. The number one goal of sports is to teach those. It's not to get your kid a scholarship. It's not to relive their their, your glory days while them playing in, 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 in the, on their sport. Um, and if we would look at it like that, then, I mean, w- they're going to become better people, and hopefully a lot of them are going to get be given more opportunities to play beyond because of how hard they work. Will every kid uh, become a star? Will every kid go play in college? Will every kid go play in the pros? No, no matter how good of a parent you are. But... If you look at it like, I want to use this platform as sports to make them better people and teach character, then it's a win all the way around. Whether it's a win that they go on and get a college scholarship, whether it's a win that they become a better person, whether it's a win that they become learn life lessons that they can carry on for the next 40, 50, 60 years. But um, it, and, and it's a win where there's going to be less prima donnas, less divas, and Whatever, whatever career you go into, if 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 you're a difficult person to work with, a different difficult person to to be around, it's gonna make it difficult for you to have a successful career for sure. Mike, I think you I think you summed that up like on an all time great level. Like that was so eloquently said. It's, it was, right? it was, uh, it's very out. eloquent. I, I, I'm gonna say this though. Like you said something that was so powerful that we take for granted. Um, you said you said that um. You said that parents, if you're talking bad about the coach at the house to your child, that's going to spill over to create that demon and prima donna attitude. Well, parents, and I tell my parents this in my parent meeting, you don't know how bad you hurt your child when you talk bad about the coach. Yeah. Because now that child has to come back and play for that coach. And if that child can't perform because in the back of his or her head. He's straddling the fence. It's too much. It's like, yo, I got one side here, one side there. Right, and you can't grow. Now you've stunted your child's ability or the level of greatness that they can accomplish because you're trashing the coach. What are you talking about, coach? Maybe the coach just sucks. Maybe he don't know what he's doing. Let me break it down to you like this. (laughs) Coach brings your child off the bench. Well, He's better than the dude that's starting over him. Okay, I'm going to give you that. I'm going to give you that. Pound for pound, he's a better player whatever sport he's playing for the child that starts over him. But maybe the coach philosophy was this. Let's bring something great off the bench. Yeah. Because nobody else has that. And your child embraces that. Your child embraces it. College coach comes to the game. Damn, coach. A player that good come off the bench with no attitude, no pouting, and just gets after it like that? What's his name again? <clears throat> this true story. This just happened to me three weeks ago during the Christmas break. This this literally happened to me right before the Christmas break. He always shoot the ball like that, and he came off the bench. What's his name, coach? What's his phone number? But then you go home and you talk bad about it, and 
your child shows that emotion in the game. Oh, coach, I'm good. I, I, I had a scout at the game. I don't think I want to mess with the kid because they told me he was showing too much emotions because of his role on the team. If you don't teach your child to buy into something and, like Micah said, handle the adversity, many, many opportunities will, will bypass that child because their mindset and their mentality isn't put in the right place for growth. Growth does not mean you stand out in the yard and you grow. Sometimes it's going to rain on you. Sometimes the wind's going to blow. Sometimes it's going to hail. Hey, it might lighten you. You might get shocked. But that doesn't mean you aren't growing. That means you dry yourself off or you pick yourself up or you dust yourself off and you continue to live. But parents want, not all, because I know some phenomenal parents. Oh, yeah. But parents, a lot of parents that help kids create this prima donna mindset don't want their child to fail. And that's one of the first steps of of actually enabling your child to fail even harder when you try to keep them and help them run away from adversity. If you get bench, like 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 Michael just said, you get bench, how do you handle it? <laughs> do you go to the bench complaining about what you take me out for? Or you go to the bench clapping and cheering on your teammates till you get back in? I see some of the best basketball players in the world be the greatest cheerleaders. Yeah. You know, I look at Kevin Garnett. Kevin Garnett's one of my favorite players of all time. If you ever look at this dude on the bench, he's intense. He's he's not saying, man, Coach Hurry, put me in. Yeah. He's not pouting. He's clapping. He's cheering him. He call his number. He's ready to go again. And it's just like, and I told my team this the other day because they're babies. What have y'all done for the game? How much have you put into the game? Well, let me answer for you because that's rhetorical. Not a whole lot because you're not even old enough to do so. Mm-hmm. LeBron James is using the game to got dog on start a school hmm. and send tons and tons of kids to school for free. You're nowhere near that. So you know what you need to do? You need to be humble. You need to be obedient. And you need to learn as much as you can as you can. Because guess what? If you work hard and, and if it's for you, nothing can stop it. Yeah. And it's going to happen. But um See, but they see ahead, a, a lot of a lot of the a lot of the parents don't understand that concept. Um I had to explain to my kids one day, I was like, do y'all understand that the way that you get, <laughs> the way that colleges come is if you win, and the way you win is if you're a team, and then the way you get that other part is how you have to embrace your role on the team. I have a player right now, last year, couldn't get him to embrace his role. What's your role? I used to tell him this all the time. You can get a scholarship if you just rebound the ball. Just rebound the ball. Last year he was averaging about nine, nine, nah, ten rebounds a game. Need buckets to get a scholarship, bro. Hmm. Nah, man. Oh, rebound the ball. I need buckets. So the first phone call I get is always, Coach. Um, is he really averaging seventeen rebounds a game? Yeah, that's legit. You can come. I can send you the games if you want to. You can count them yourself. Yo, Coach, we need that. We need a guy. He. So does he like to rebound? I said, like, I don't know if he likes to do it, but he does a great job of it. I think he done had a 20-rebound game already. He done did this. He done did that. I said, and in the meantime, he's scoring points because, shoot, you figure if you're grabbing 17, eight of them is offensive, and if you put back eight offensive rebounds, that's 16 points off the muscle. So you're killing your, you, you, you're building everything up, but you're working, you're busting your behind, taking care of your role. The problem is some pe- my, my son ain't going to get no scholarship playing the post. He need to be a guard. Well, hell, how you know? You, you, you played the post? 
you 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 been down there? Or coach you need to teach him how it is. What you been a coach before? And these are the things that come in my head that I don't say because you know at, in the positions that we hold we have to be really really political. And sometimes I want to open my mouth. Tuesday I open my mouth a little bit too much. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna talk about it when we get to the sportsmanship. <laughs> no, 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 no. But 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 I'm just saying like. In my parent meeting, I have them. I have the parents sign this rule thing, and one of the rules is I don't discuss playing time. Another one is your kid is going to come home of with stories of woes, heroics, hurt, pain, agony, and I said something to them. All I need you to do is encourage them to continue to work hard and help them to understand that everything is for the good of the team. That's all I need you to do. I don't need you to question me. I don't need you to call me and say, hey, coach, we need to meet because I need to know the... I had a meeting last week. A parent I respect fully, love her to death, but she's like, I want to know what your intentions are for my son, for my son's playing time. What you mean? I don't, I don't understand the question. Like, because we're not supposed to be discussing this according to if you pay attention to what I say. But if you're going to ask me how can your son get more playing time, I'll tell, him, I'll tell you what. We can sit down and we can look at practice film, look at game film. You can tell him to come in and let's go over this film. And I can figure out where he where he made his mistakes and see if he can fix them. Let him know what his problem, what, what, what the issues are that we're having as to why I don't have confidence in him. Like, in the championship game of the Pepsi Classic, if I start you, I don't need you looking into the stands, t- twisting and turning your head, trying to figure out where you are, because North Augusta's coming down and banging threes like nobody's business. And my thing you is, know, I, 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 I embrace <coughs> the questions. Yeah, I want you to, I want you to ask. I want you, I want you to to inquire. I want you to want to know. But the only thing I ask for in response, when we do come to a collective answer, embrace the answer. You know, don't walk away with a complaint because the answer doesn't suit your 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 satisfaction. You know, it does it doesn't suit where you, where you felt. So 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 ask the question because I do. I would rather you ask me than talk about me. Well, no, the you thing in not, that, not 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 talking about your situation. No, I'm just saying in that in that I meant like when I mean I will not discuss playing time in the sense of if you if we're going to talk about it, let's talk about how he can get on the floor, how, yeah, what he needs to do. Yeah, don't don't ask, don't why ask me why he not playing. Why why is he not? Well, actually, actually, there you go. Because that's how most that's how most um, questions going to come up. You know, we're trying to keep it in perspective, talking about divas and 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 the, yeah, um, yeah. And the um in the prima donna mindset, but that I guess that is a form of being a prima donna, um, asking why instead of what do I need, need to, to do. do. Yeah. So so as coaches, that's what we just have to just use our our platform to educate. So when they say, hey, why why is my child not on the floor? You know, it, it just just give them the why. Yeah, just and yeah, why. and I don't want to turn this into a bashing parents. No, uh, not, oh no, no, it's not that. And for sure, but I mean, it's it's definitely if 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 you're giving negative, if you as a parent are giving negative energy to your kid about about his team, about his teammates, about his coach, I mean, it's going to spill over uh, on to the team atmosphere, the team culture. So I mean, I think definitely the definite word. Um, the definite message for the parents is, I mean, 
encourage those kids, your kids, encourage kids to to be hard workers, to be coachable, to talk to the coach about what they need to improve on and how they can improve, not talk down on the coach or talk down on the team or talk down on their teammates. Um, use all use this platform of sports to to make these kids better people that's gonna that's gonna be able to they're gonna be able to use those 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 traits for the next 50 60 70 80 years however long they're however long they're, they they live um no for real i mean if no, they're 15 years old i mean that's 80 years that they can years. use those and and last thing i mean so we talked about prima donnas divas are there are there more nowadays yes and a lot of that has to do with how their their parents um don't support the team atmosphere, don't support the teammates, don't always support the coach. Um, and um, and that is that is a reason why there's more prima donnas. And just go at church today, where they talked about um, my church is doing an outreach with um, in the downtown Columbia area, like Two Notch Road, Schoolhouse Road, very impoverished neighborhood. And somebody was talking about how they're, they're going, that one of their, Outreaches is they're going into those communities and really working with those those parents of kids there to help them get their GEDs and help them get a level of education because and this was like the girl who was running the outreach was like a graduate had a graduate degree in some type of community outreach education she used to be a middle school teacher and she talked about how parents education level on average is in direct proportion to their children's education level if a if a parent does not have their high school degree on average more kids than not of those kids are not going to get their high school degree it's very but, difficult and so they're trying to and so they're trying to educate those parents those parents want to have an education they just for whatever circumstances never were able to attain a high school degree or college degree or any type or whatever level so that's that's their outreach but so to bring that together is kid parents kids are a direct a direct correlation to their parents so like in that education sector if a parent doesn't have a, a high school degree more often than not more kids are not going to have their high school degree if a parent does not support the team expectations the team philosophy the team standards the coaches uh, does not support the coach more often than not the kid is not going to support it as well so I mean we definitely need to we definitely need to all be on the same page and and again use this platform of sports to make to make better people not just better athletes and right. and, and, and try and be a college or pro player for sure obviously that's the goal but the, the odds that, are very low. All, all of that will come, man. All of that will come. And, and, and to move in to my um, last segment of the show, we want to talk about sportsmanship. Um, like I, like Micah said, that was not a bash in our parents. But understand, it starts from the top. We want the best for your child. And a lot of times getting the best for your child doesn't mean everything is going to be served up on a silver platter. And, it, and it's not going to be It's not going to be pretty sometimes. But we want what's best for your child at the end of the day. And... Um, one of the biggest things to stay where well, you could say, well, how am I, how can I stay away from being a diva? How can I stay away um, from being a prima donna? I think the biggest thing is try your best to make sure you're the hardest worker in the room. 
Because when you're the hardest worker in the room, that, that creates a, 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 an investment for you. And when you invest in something, you just don't want to see it go down in flames. So that's the most simple way for me to do it. Because usually hard workers are selfless people. And, and if you aren't selfless and you start to work hard, it teaches you how to be selfless because your hard work begins to affect other people in a positive way. So just be the hardest worker in the room and always ask your coach, man, where you are and what you need to do to get better. But let's get into this thing about sportsmanship. Um, I think as coaches, we're role models first. And I, I would like to look at myself as a very competitive guy sometimes. My wife say I might be too competitive at times. But at the end of the day, we have to make sure we are exhibiting the um, appropriate amount of sportsmanship night in and night out or day in and day out um, when we're coaching these games, when we're leading these young people. Because believe it, or not, believe, it or not, believe it or not, a lot of the young folks respond the way their coaches respond. If their coaches are calm and, and, and not complaining, the players tend to be calm and not complaining. And I will even be honest with you, I've done that. And that's why I like to try to keep myself under control. And I tell my players all the time, I got the refs, you be a good you be a good um, teammate, you exhibit the right sportsmanship, and I handle the rest. But um, I think it's important that we um, really, really exhibit great sportsmanship. And, and I'm a competitor, but I'm going to, if you, if you, if you better me, I'm still going to shake your hand after the games. Unfortunately, I've had games where coaches didn't really want to shake my hand after the game, and um, it's never personal. Um, I, I, I don't circle any game on my calendar. You know, a lot of people thought I was going to circle a particular game this year. I didn't, and Mike is my witness. We don't even talk about it. Yeah. You know, I, I don't circle any game on the calendar. It's all about, you know, getting my kids prepared and being the best we possibly can be. And um, after the game, I'm going to shake your hand. Before the game, I'm going to ask you if you need anything. But when it's time to rock and roll, we're going to compete and we're going to get after it. Then when it's all over, it was just that, mm -hmm. competition. And if I can help you, I'm going to help you. But, um, Coach E, tell me what you got on um, sportsmanship, brother. Well, I think that a lot of it goes out the window when people become competitive. Um, I try to do the same thing. Uh, you know, no, no secret to anybody. You know, I'm, I, I always say your actions help can help teach someone else. Um, I felt I was getting shafted by some referees. I lost it. Um, and whereas I thought my team was in a place in which they can withstand it, they couldn't. Um, we ended up losing a big region game because I got tossed from the game. Um, I felt as though when I watched myself on film, I felt as though I had... I went in. I went in and, and apologized to my kids for the way I acted. Right. When I when I watched myself on film, now right. trust me. And, and I still, although I feel I'm justified in the things that I said. No, you can't apologize and say you're justified. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm still. I, I still feel as though. Listen, I, 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 I you can go both ways. She real good. No, it's, it's, it's not. I that. never. I never coached a prima donna, but no. Here's the thing. Like my meeting. My meeting. When I when I went into ah. my meeting, that's exactly what I said. Exactly what I said. I said I, I apologize for my actions, but I do feel they were justified. Um, I, I don't suggest anybody, um goes on like that because it does show poor I did show poor sportsmanship I should have dealt with it a different way now as far as um, other teams when they come into my building um, shoot if you come 
to play, if you come to uh, Hartsville to play a game, you know a couple of things are going to happen. One, I'm going to make sure that you're taken care of. Two, you're going to make sure that after your game is over, there's food and water waiting for your kids to take on the bus for the ride home. Um, I'm going to take, because these are kids and I know it's a late game, and I know you're probably not going to stop and get anything to eat, because if you're anything like me, you just want to get home. So I, I make sure that you and your coach staff and your kids are taken care of as far as something to eat. But when it's in between the lines, just as you said, Coach Daly, when it's in between them lines, I'm going to do my best to try to pummel you as much as I possibly can and may the best man win at that point. But I always make sure I shake your hand. I'm always asking, you know. Uh, uh, Shout uh, out to the sound effects in the back. What's <laughs> I'm always asking, um, what do you need? And, and I'm hoping that. You know, it, it carries over. When you show up to my building, I introduce you to my manager. I tell you, that this is his name is such and such, or her name is such and such. Anything you need, just call them, and they'll come. They'll, they'll get you whatever you want. So, I do believe that a lot of people don't embrace that side of it because I think it kind of sets a tone for your kids, in which the kids on the court will show that same sportsmanship that you show to another team off the court. Right. Um, and and. They know I don't get into it with kids or or, or coaching staffs, um, but like I said, man, I think that you gotta uh, carry yourself a, a particular way all the time because your kids are always watching, the the, the parents are always watching. Uh, after after that thing on Tuesday, I can't tell you how many uh, phone calls, and text messages, and stuff I got talking about Coach English. I never saw that side of you before, and Coach, I never thought that I would ever see you like that. Or people that wasn't even there. Apparently, I, uh, my the way I acted was legendary. I got a phone call from a uh, uh, a mentor of both of ours, uh, Coach Sam. He said, "Coach," and he said the same. Funny, he says, "Coach, I probably would have done the same thing." <laughs> and I love Coach Sam, man. Uh, he called me, said, "Man." He said, you probably shouldn't have done it, but I probably would have done the same thing. He was just trying to make you feel better. Man. Yeah, I, hey, listen, <laughs> man, I, uh, whatever it is. Um, but um, it's been like the next day, the uh, South Carolina High School League sends out an uh, uh, email on, on sportsmanship. It yeah, came out on your, Wednesday. It was came that, out on was Wednesday. That a, was that a subtree that Coach <laughs> English had email? That was a subtree. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they English, I was like, dang, that's right. That's <laughs> they came out of, and, and it had five points. One, instruct your videographers to continue to allow the film to run. Do not turn the cameras off at any point during the altercation on the field of court. Continue the video through the post-game handshake. Two, post-game handshakes are not a requirement of the league. Subtweet. While we support all forms of positive sportsmanship, including a post-game handshake, several of our altercations occurred this year during the post-game handshake, and we want you to be mindful of the potential of the altercation during this time. Three, review all review with your athletes that leaving the bench area will result in a disqualification and subject to further suspensions. Four, monitor spectator behavior. Schools mm. are responsible for the actions of spectators at their events. And five, we continue to encourage each school to be deliberate about your expectation of sportsmanship. Make sure that your coaches, athletes, and fans are aware of your expectations and understand the repercussions of poor sportsmanship. And I will say the repercussions are one game suspension and a three hundred dollar fine. Yeah, so, I, 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 uh, you, you, I think you learned from that process. What's, what's your take, Mike? <laughs> I mean, you you both uh, you both explained it very 
very well. Um, Thank you for not using eloquently. Yeah, yeah ph- I, ph- phenomenal job. It, it was That's coming out. Word. <laughs> um, no, you guys both. You it, and it, the same thing that we talked about with prima donnas and divas, where where we speaking about parents with um, kids are kids are going to model the what the parents talk about at home, and, and if if they're bashing the coach. The, the kids are going to be put in a difficult situation. Same thing with sportsmanship. If a coach is not modeling good sportsmanship, or even not even sportsmanship, but coaches is just stressing and, and very anxiety, showing a lot of anxiety on the sideline, the kids are going to stress. The kids are going to have anxiety. They're not going to be calm. They're not going to. The best coaches, for the most part, are the ones that know that they have done. All of the preparation and practice, and they're calmer, not always 100% calm the whole time on the sidelines, but they're calmer, and their kids feed off of that energy where they know that they are the most prepared team, and they're going to be and, and they're going to be trusting the process, and and they trust in the process and know they're the most prepared. Um, that more times than not, they should the outcome should be in their favor, and the same thing if the coaches. All over the referees, not showing good sportsmanship. More times than not, the players on that team are then going to start talking about the talking about to the referees and showing poor sportsmanship, talking to other players. So again, model the behavior that you want to see. Whether you're a parent or a coach, the kids we're coaching youth sports, we're coaching young adults. They are going to model the behavior they see in whatever sportsmanship. Um, diva, a prima donna, they're going to model the behavior that they see from the adults, whether that's their parent or their coach, whoever is the person in authority. So we as coaches definitely um, are held to a high standard where we need to be the ones that teach sportsmanship and model sportsmanship because our kids are going to model that behavior for sure. Yeah, I, I, and, and, and in sportsmanship, I mean, you want you want to, you want to be a great sport. You want to, like you said, model by example, and um, not to give Coach English a hard time. He's 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 he has a great character. I I, I didn't see the video. Um, <laughs> I'm certain he was very um, New York Giant ish <laughs> on that on that on that video. But um, I mean, as coaches, we we have to be role models. And a lot of people think they'd be like, oh, um, Josh, he was really heated on the sideline. Well, I'm always under control, like literally. I can recall all of my technical files from the basically almost 20, 20 years I've been coaching. I can recall all of them. I got, I got um, one at um, at Lake Marion in a tournament in Sumter, the officials tournament. I got that one on purpose. Um, I got one at OW when we was down in Georgia at a tournament. I definitely got that one on purpose. I got one in a um, playoff game versus Sumter. When I was at OW, got that one on purpose. And I got one, and I guess it caught up with me. I, I got one last year um, at AC Floor, um, but I didn't get that one on purpose. That The referee just called it. I was I was literally <laughs> walking away from the referee and um, looking at the free throw, and the kid from the other team stepped in the lane, and I was like, lane violation, and the referee just called tech. I guess he was already upset, but so – you want to you want to have um, great great sportsmanship. You want to lead the young folks the right way because I, I think it's very very important. And and I do leave the battles on the court on the court. 
you know, some people, some people struggle with that, but I leave the battles on the court, on the court. And um, if we see our, each other outside of that, I'm fine with that, unless you get out of the pocket, mm -hmm. you know, and make it about something other than the sport that we're competing in. Um, I've been called some tough names by coaches and stuff, but even that, I still kind of leave that in the, um, in the battle of the sport, man. But we're going to go ahead and get the shout outs, close this thing out, and um, we're going to let Coach E handle that, and we go from there. Well, if you want to join the conversation, uh, make sure to email us at the Staley and English Show. That's the Staley A N D English Show at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Twitter at the S N E Show. You can follow us on Instagram at the Staley and English Show. Um, make sure to uh, hit us with your comments. Uh, if you want to tweet, when you tweet, make sure you hashtag the Juke J U K E all caps. Um, Man, reach out to us. Uh, Want to give a shout out to at Hooperville on all our social medias. Uh, uh, Josh, any shout outs? No, shout out to everyone that um, joined in on the live segment on Instagram. Um, really, really appreciate you guys um, chiming in and um, leaving your comments. Um, really appreciate that. Shout out to Miss Graham, who's been grinding in the weight room. Kidding Coming it. in there, getting after it. Shout out to Coach Scott. I saw you join in there. Shout out to Coach Scott for uh, doing the scorebook. Friday night. Yeah, yeah she didn't. Scott, she ain't Scott, look too. Coach Scott good, ain't look too happy about it, but she did a good job. Shout out, shout out to Juwan Ayers, man. Um, he showed us some love. My homeboy Chad, South Carolina State, um, and so forth. You know, my daughter. Um, her name is Pretty Chains on um Instagram. Y'all can't talk to her, and um, <laughs> so forth, man. So we really, really appreciate it. Um, Michael, what's your shout outs? Yeah, yeah, finally, yeah, and uh, enjoy. Uh, this long weekend and uh in honor of uh no doubt. martin luther king uh one of my favorite quotes from him is life's most persistent and urgent question is what are you doing for others so mm. um shout out to martin luther king Appreciate for you, all you did and shout out to um everybody out there that it, it, it is doing for others to make a difference in this world so thank you to all you parents that are doing a great job raising your kids and thank you to all you coaches that are are putting in very often um those unseen hours and unappreciated time and underpaid time and for what you're doing to make a difference in these kids lives so um shout out to the parents shout out to the coaches definitely 100 shout out to Martin Luther King Jr. No doubt. No doubt. Well, once again, man, if you want to reach out to us, uh, make sure that you email us at the Stalian English Show at gmail.com. It's A and D in the middle there. Uh, and as we always leave you, man, keep God first. Everything else to follow. Peace. Peace.